Bitch in Berlin. Bitch in Berlin. What have I been up to this week? Let's find out. I'm not a mother and I decided as a teenager not to be. But my sister is a mother and I have a lot of respect for mothers and I do enjoy being around children. At least when they are happy or I can teach them a skill. The strength of so many mothers never ceases to amaze me. But it also annoys me so much how much mothers, even very privileged ones, still have to fight to be heard. That it's still not considered a job by most people. That it's still a taboo to openly talk about how much they are going through physically. I never underestimate how lucky I am that I was allowed to choose not to have children. I used to get told by strangers I would change my mind. And I do know that I go through side effects because of wanting to be on contraceptives. But I know there are very small prices to pay to be able to have the choices that so many women are still dying for. Mothers that manage to balance being strong and caring are everyday heroes and how fathers and other people support them is a true test of someone's moral compass. If you're too blind or ignorant to bother seeing what mothers are going through, then I'm really sad for you. You are missing out on seeing the most powerful bond. If you are struggling to have children, then I feel for you and I hope you are okay. This week I'm with Nama Khan and Michelle Lee Gordon and they run comedy where you can take your babies but it's also okay if you don't want to take babies. So uh, yeah, here's what we uh, we chatted about. Oh, yeah. Take all the uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We are the alternative. Did, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Michelle and Nama do a monthly show. Nama does it in Prince Lauerberg. Michelle does it in Neukölln. Is Neukölln, not Kreuzberg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, so for for people, and they can bring their babies, which is Yay. really cool. And you don't have to have a baby no. <laughs> no. To, to, to come. It's just friendly for babies. But the comedy is not friendly for children. Well, <laughs> I'm not that? sure they get it. Well, that, this, is what I say. This, this is why I'm saying babies. It's not for children. That's why I made that distinction. Mm. Good distinction. Yeah, yes. definitely. The venue is child-friendly, but the comedy is not. <laughs> so as long as they don't understand. Yeah, the comedy's um, sure. Both of them kind of came at the same time. Did you actually... Was it just luck, or did you actually discuss? No. No? no. Nama no. actually came... You came to our first show. Right? I did. You're I did, because already. I was so yeah. excited about it. Mm. Yeah. The thing is, I started doing comedy in January. Mm. And I, I had the idea of doing this... From the beginning, I started doing it and I was like, oh my God, there has to be a daytime show. There, there has to be something also that parents can come to because I, I only managed to start doing this when I got my kid in Kita. Yeah. Before that, I wouldn't go out in the evenings. And then I saw that they're starting the show, that yeah. Dan and Michelle are starting to do this show and I was like, oh my God, someone else is doing it. Yeah. It must be a good idea. I have it to do it as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I came to the show and I also, at that time, it was all happening at the same time that I uh, um, got to know Oliver, who's, uh, all, you know, oh, yeah. Oliver. Uh, yeah, I met him in one of the shows and we talked a bit and he said he has a daughter. Anyway, I approached him about doing this show and he was... Uh, happy to, yeah. to to start this as well and uh, and yeah it all happened at the same time i found a venue and pfft, yeah 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 i i mean for me that the idea came from actually my first year with zoe in london because baby kino is like a big thing there or at least the part of london that i was living in so this is back in 2013 okay yeah baby kino you know do you say baby kingdom Baby, <laughs> no, that's like everything else. No, uh, baby Kino. Um, oh, baby Kino. So you can go to the right. cinema, right? And yeah. Just watch the regular movies, and but you can bring your baby, and they turn the sound down a little bit. But, okay. Um, it was a total lifesaver for me. Yeah. That first year when I had the when I had because you know my husband's a filmmaker, and so food, like cinema is always like a huge part of our lives. So you know when I was pregnant all the way up until the end, we were like cramming as much like as much cinema as we could right because i was like i don't know when i'm gonna be able to be back here so yeah. we're doing like oh, triple yeah. bills like during the day oh, wow. <laughs> and then um and then i started going to baby keynote it was great i had like made loads of friends there it was just really fun and then i started doing comedy here in berlin last year actually not 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 much earlier than you actually kind of like october i took carolyn's class okay 
um, but I had no expectation that I was going to continue with stand up. I was yeah. doing it just because I wanted to like become less of a perfectionist and just get oh, okay. more comfortable <laughs> with like failing okay. in public and stuff. And so I didn't think I was going to continue, and then um, and then didn't actually after the class until um, at the stand up competition. Okay, and yeah. I signed up because I was like, okay, maybe this is a good way to like motivate me to get yeah. back up on stage. And then someone, I remember talking to someone. It was actually, yeah, like in December and asking, is there something like baby comedy? And they're like, no, but you should talk to Dan Stern. And I was like, who's that? Like, I have no <laughs> idea. Like, yeah. there's so many yeah. things. You know, I think I'd like just been to like see like a couple shows and something. Then the heat for my stand-up competition was at Slingshot. which is Yeah, oh, so that's where you went down. So I had like a five-minute conversation with him. That was like at the end of January, I think. And then like didn't really do anything with the idea. He was like, yeah, it's a cool idea. And then like a month and a half later or something, he was like, hey, you still interested in this? And I was like, yeah. And so we met for like an hour. And then literally the next time I saw him was like at the show. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like these things can happen so yeah. quickly. Yeah. I really find that really cool. But you told me there are a lot of comedy shows, like baby comedy shows in in London. So it turns you out. You told me. Yeah. So That so we are not these out. geniuses thinking no. about this. And you brought it here. It doesn't matter. You brought it here. So it turns out actually that there, I think there are two, two kind of big ones in London. And I went to one actually when I was in London some other time, um, which was really cool. So I was doing my own recce. <laughs> but I was just really curious kind of, you know, and it was, what I loved is that the host just started cursing like right up front and basically signaling like, okay, like this is for the adults, you know, but also was such a great host in lots of ways, you know, like not just the hosting, like the comedy hosting, but in terms of like greeting people yeah. and sort of making them comfortable and sort of, you know, she's yeah, so doing like finding seats for people and introducing people yeah. to each other and stuff, which I thought was really cool. So I think it's been going in London for a while. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, it's fun. And then it turns out, you know, I love, I mean, I don't know what your audiences are like, probably similar, but like, my audiences are like 99% women. Actually, okay. this may be a little unfair, actually, we get, we get quite a number of dads, which is also really cool. We got a few dads but, in the last show. Oh, did you? Oh, so nice. excited. Have you not had dads before? Or? I think we had maybe one in the first three oh, shows. Okay. And yeah. then okay. in the last show, there were like three or yeah. three or four men. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Welcome, dads. Yeah. yeah. So you've had dads at every show, but it's usually like one, maybe two. But what I love is that, you know, the audience is like predominantly women. Yeah. Right? And it's such a different audience that you get. Yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. Like comedy thing. And the audiences are also like a little bit older. Like most of them aren't in their 20s and stuff. Yeah. So. I love the idea of, you know, diversifying, like, the audiences for comedy and then also kind of who you have on stage as well. I mean, we're not, yeah. I don't feel like we're pandering to that audience in any way. Like, the comedians are definitely doing their usual material. Yes. But I think for an audience like that, like, you can't have, like, four dudes up on stage. No, like, you can't have right? four dudes like, doing dick jokes. That, yeah. But would well, you like, have a, like, it, are there, because, it, because, you know, it's parents... With babies, are there certain types of uh, comedians that you would think wouldn't be suitable? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, yes, fair enough. So definitely. I wonder if there is. I'm interested to hear what you, yeah. Like well, that. it's not the easiest audience. They have divided attention. Hmm. So whoever is doing long ass stories uh, yeah. that you need okay. attention for uh -huh. just won't cut it. Yeah, it's, it's just a good gonna point. Be, need more. Sh it's not gonna one work. Liners. And um, so that, like, n no people that do storytelling, um, no one that is too new, although I am pretty new, mm -hmm. but I am myself new, but um, it's not for someone who's not certain about their stage presence. You, mean, you more mean you know? someone who's not confident, I think. Yeah, would you say? Yeah, it, yeah you have to so, have confidence in your yeah. material and you have to have good material because you're going to get between 30 to 50% of the laughs you would get for yeah. a certain joke. Because they have if a baby to look after. If you're going to kill during the night with a certain joke in the daytime with parents with divided attention, yeah. you're going to get a lot less laughs. So you you got to yeah. learn how to read this audience yeah. to so, know if your material works. Yeah, It will work, but in a different way. Yeah, I was talking to Atkins this morning. I was talking to Dan literally the day before yesterday about this because our last show, the first of August show, um, was was really good. 
but I was noticing during the show, I didn't perform at the show actually. That was the first I also time didn't I had, perform at the last show. Okay, the first time I did not perform at the show, and it was really nice because I was just like, okay, so I'm watching the audience, and and it really occurred to me. I was just like, yeah, you know, the audience is not showing its appreciation through laughter, and so mm -hmm. you know, they're because. I mean, half of them are like, I don't want to wake my kid. Because <laughs> they're like, their kids are sleeping on them or whatever. So they would but smile. Totally, like, yeah. Big grain on their face. And they're the happy. He was just like, yeah, that's kind of, it's, you know, because we turned the lights up a little bit. And he was just like, I really want to see their faces to be able to see kind of what's going on. Right, okay, so yeah. Not, mm -hmm. You can't hear it. You know, you can't hear the what's going on in the room in the same way. Yeah. But I was thinking more in terms of like... Like, do you think about lineups in different ways for this kind of show? I was thinking more like, yeah, like, I'm not that interested. I mean, I'm not interested in having pigs on stage. Oh, anyway, yeah. Really. No, but of course. But that is, is, you know. Dick kids would on. love a pig. What are you talking about? <laughs> they would Dick love about Look at this curly tail. <laughs> Dick jokes, I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. okay. And I've had, and I've, you know, had some, yeah. some parents come up to me afterwards and be like, oh, I was so happy that there were dick jokes because it's like, you know. That's what I'm into, and it just made me feel like an adult again. Yeah. And, you know, like, like, I mean, the feedback is really nice. Like when people. Oh, the feedback is amazing. Yeah, and it's just like okay. Yeah, it's, it's so that's probably how like because I guess most people at a show they wouldn't leave or say feedback. They would laugh. Mm. So you like maybe you get actual more f actual feedback. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I think that's the best. It's more social as well. Like it's I'm more really social. Yeah. yeah. Know who these people are and like. So people don't just come and go. Like, they don't just come and then leave straight away. They hang out a little bit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 A lot will stay after. Well, for us, uh, we're doing it in a kinder cafe. Yeah. yeah. So people will stay and play with the babies or or kids. I mean, some people come with kids. Oh, right. To our show, but the kids are like sent to the back room right. to play. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> like three, four year olds. Okay, and do you guys like block the light? Have you been to? No, 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 we haven't blocked. I haven't, no. We haven't blocked the light. I was a bit. Okay. Because, because it's a kinder, because I was saying, I went to Michelle's because uh, I was, I did want to go and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe it is just for parents. And I spoke to you. And I wasn't yeah. sure, and you said no, no, it's definitely fine. But because yours is actually in a kindergarten, but it's still kinder fine. Cafe. Kinder cafe, yes, mm. sorry, kinder cafe. Um, and so it's still fine if I come on my own. Yeah, of course. I, it's just it's just this. Uh, I don't. Know. I can understand what, why someone yeah. would feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I could understand that. Same. Yeah, uh, and there aren't many people who come without kids, yeah. but you will definitely be the one laughing the most <laughs> if you come. Bodily reaction to it? Yeah, like, like I was just, like, I, 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 was, I was sitting there and I was just really trying not to cry. <laughs> like, it was really powerful. And, um, yeah, I kind of thought I'd gone past that because I had, like, times, I think I had times when I was, like, 20 where I was really broody. Mm. And then not really until, like, 28, and now it's, like, nothing. But I went to there and it was just the most extreme... Like, you need to have a kid. I'm like, wow. Oh my god, I, I used don't to want have to, this, this, these yeah, feelings, so but strange. not just in Berlin, you know, looking around because it's so packed with strollers. I, yeah, I used to go down yeah. to the subway, seeing a lot of strollers, and I, I would just start crying. I, before. It's strange. It's kind of nice to know I still have it because, like, maybe I'm a monster. I'm one of these women. <laughs> <laughs> not a monster, oh. but like uh, I used to have it, and I was like, maybe I'm just really cold-hearted now. So I'm not. I'm not cold-hearted. I still have it within me. I just need to behave <laughs> really intensely with babies to feel it. <laughs> I, I I have to tell you that I started. I also tell it as a joke, but really, when I met my husband, it's yeah. it's the time that I started to really want kids because okay. I met the man with whom I want to have kids. Right. Okay. So. So, so, uh, yeah, that's what, that was the only time that I started getting emotional about this and, uh, having ovulation pain and, uh, Oh, well, you actually, like, you're so hormonal that, that you got ovulation pain because you wanted children. Yeah. I've never had that. Have you had that, Michelle? Um, I'm not sure. I, I kind of always thought that I would want to have kids and I did. But I have lots of friends who don't, and I think that's cool too. You know? Yeah. Like some people are just totally not into it, and it's like cool. Yeah. Um, or they can't. So like I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't able to. Um, I was never entirely sure I would be able to have kids actually. So I, so we tried for a really, really, really long time to get okay. pregnant. Okay. Um, and then I got pregnant. I had this like horrible ectopic pregnancy, 
and then tries to get pregnant again, and that took a really long time. So for me, it was, yeah, it was, that's actually the hardest thing, one of the hardest things I think that I've experienced was just like this, this whole infertility, like period of infertility and not knowing. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it like really, really messed with my mind a lot. Because it was just like, oh, you, I don't know. I grew up with this expectation. It was like, okay, of course, like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You grow up, you get like, married, oh, you have kids. Yeah. And then suddenly it was like, oh, wait a second, duh, you know? And there's so many ways to have families, right? Yeah. And then for some reason, I became completely like, oh my gosh, like I really want to have a biological kid. And right. Stuff. And, and it was only actually at the point where I was like letting go of that idea and being like, okay, actually, there are lots of ways to have families, yeah. you know, and, and that all of them even involve kids, right? So, like, it's okay, and then, and then universe, right? At that point, it was just like, oh, okay, and then I got pregnant completely by surprise. Right. Like, completely unexpected. Maybe it was the stress, though. Yeah, was, oh, so yeah. totally. I mean, that, that happens a lot. That yeah, and also to an sure. acquaintance of mine that uh, they were trying for, I think, three years, mm. and then they, um, yeah, they... they stopped for a while they moved out of their home country they they uh, moved to an immigrated and like the first month of being in another country they got in they got pregnant mm. like yeah that yeah yeah it happened to my mom too mm. i think they were trying for me for like four years yeah. it's weird when you say trying for me like <laughs> <laughs> you know it would have been someone else. Yeah. It's just me, like, come on, mom. You can do it, you can do it, you can get pregnant, come on. You want me to be born, I'm amazing. It's <laughs> not quite but how it so works. It's so funny, actually. So after, you know, so after that experience of being like, oh my gosh, like this could take a really, 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 really long time like to have a kid biologically, right? And then, so then when we thought, oh, actually, uh, maybe we'd like to have a second kid, we are like, let's get started, because this is going to take fucking forever. Oh. <laughs> But then I realized, like, oh gosh, what a what a thing to complain about. Oh no, I got pregnant too quickly, you know. And it really made me really made me conscious. Actually, you know, there are a lot of people who kind of are going through this type of thing, or miscarriages, or infertility, or whatever. And so yeah. I'm like, they're not like broadcasting it, and people aren't talking about it that yeah. openly. So I'm always really, really conscious when I talk about if I make not on stage but like in person if I make jokes about like oh yeah gosh you know don't have kids or that kind of thing it's just yeah. like that person could be going through what I was going through and yeah dying you know Shit. inside yeah. yeah and actually to the point I mean I have other friends who experience that as well they they like couldn't be around kids because it was just so painful for them yeah, yeah. so it's like it's, I, it's really made me conscious <laughs> how old is your child uh he's two years and yeah. two months and yours Michelle I have a Five-year-old who's turning six in a couple weeks. Okay. Just turned to school. And yeah. then a uh, three-year-old. Okay. Yeah. Two girls. Oh, six. Nice. Where are they now? Right now. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kindergarten. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you bring them from another country? <laughs> I imported mine from India. I bought mine in London. No, I had, um, I had my older one in, in London. Okay. So she was about a year, a little older than a year when we moved here. So there's a year in London. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find much difference between... Mega. Meta? Mega. Oh, mega. I don't even know what you're saying between, but I'm like, yes, mega. <laughs> yeah, mega. <laughs> between what? Sorry. Uh, just, I don't know, looking after a child in London compared to Berlin. Yes. There's a lot of difference. I find the whole mentality, like, completely different. Okay. So the thing that amazed me when I first came here was you'd be on a spielplatz, like on a playground, and uh, like a kid would fall and the parents wouldn't rush over. Yeah. They would just be like, yeah. oh, okay, well this kid needs to learn how to pick itself up, and so I'm just going to watch and wait and see, you know, like how it teaches itself to do that. And I was wow. like, wow. Because <laughs> you know, it's just unless, so different. Unless right? you're afraid of a concussion or something, why mm. run? <laughs> if no. it's not an emergency, obviously, yeah. why run? Yeah. It's actually also a big difference. Like that's also a big difference from here in Israel. Like mm -hmm. in Israel, all the the um, playgrounds are there is no sand in playgrounds anymore. Mm. They're all totally artificial, like rubber oh. floors, and okay. super safe. Like Everything is plastic. Everything is. I, I don't know. I I really like it here because of that. You know, because I think, you get real sand. 
uh, real sand and it's dangerous in the right uh, amount okay. of danger that I can uh, that I can handle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are adventure playgrounds. Have you been to any of those? Here? Yeah. Adventure playgrounds? There's one in Prismauerberg, and they're, they're actually, there's one in London, in fairness, as well, but they, um, they, there's just, like, bits of wood, and, like, with nails sticking out of them, like, lying around. They've usually got some kind of fire thing, like a fire pit or something, or something that you can make a fire pit with. And they just let the kids go crazy. How young can you be to go there? I mean, I think it's probably from like three or four. That's, that's really so young. I went with Zoe, my older one, when she was, I mean, she must have been like three or two and a half. We just kind of wandered into one, and it was literally like, okay, uh, you guys can sort this out. You can figure this out. <laughs> just watching my parents or yeah. my yeah when my son is playing mm. it's really kid friendly the city yeah. i i actually yeah. met a german mother with her toddler in israel in tel aviv and she has been living there for 20 years and we had a conversation and she told me she is not from berlin originally and she told me that they're thinking of uh, moving back to Germany okay but she doesn't know and whenever she's in Germany she feels like everyone just hate her kid oh wow <laughs> but she's not in Berlin right and, and from what she tells me it's like Germans are expecting children to be adults from the moment they are born and act like adults in public um, places um, But yeah, here in Berlin, uh, I I didn't encounter you didn't that. that. No, I, mean, I, do I actually really see different adults different can be kids here. <laughs> do you, yeah. Do you think like you'll stay in Berlin? So like your children will be growing up to adults. Yeah. 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 I believe I will. Yeah. We don't have any other plan. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other plan. There's no other plan. But it's quite strange. I mean, so, you know, with my woman starting school this week, it's sort of, it's really hit me. It's like, oh my God, okay, she's in a German school. Like, it's a proper, big German primary school. And, um, <laughs> you know, luckily I can understand, like, what her teacher is saying. Oh, good, you have some German. If I have some German. Yeah. But it's really, like, making me think, like, like oh man, okay, I really gotta, I really gotta, like, dig in, you know? Like... To the German. To the German yeah. and also to the culture, to the, like, just the, the Keats, the, the everything, you know? Like, because it's really, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in the States and I'm, my parents are okay. Korean, right? So I've always had this little bit of, like, an insider-outsider thing. Yeah. I've felt a little bit, like, well, not a little bit, a lot, like an outsider, and was, but also kind of inside. Yeah. Then I moved to England, and I was like, oh, okay, so now I'm an outsider here because I'm American, not so much because I'm Korean. Right, okay. Both. And then moved here, and then there was a the language thing, right? Right, okay. So, yeah. like, you know, I've made choices in my life where I'm often putting myself outside of things, mm. right? But then when you see your kid, and I'm kind of like, okay, she has that instinct in her a little bit as well. Yeah. I think because she's introverted, so she kind of wants to stand back and watch a little bit before she yeah. jumps in. But there's a part of me that's also like, oh no, <laughs> do I want this life for her? <laughs> this life of outsiderness, like, you know, or... Would it be, I don't know, I mean, we'll see, right? But it was kind of like, oh, I, I want her to have a choice, you know? Yeah. And so if I'm always putting myself on the outside and not 
not able to cross that line, you know, and also be on the inside yeah. of it, then I don't, you know, I don't know if that gives her as much choice as I'd like her to have. I don't know if that makes That's sense. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Whole different mentality when you have a child. Is there any, what's like the, the biggest shock from being a mother? Everything. Everything. <laughs> What do you mean? What's the biggest shock? Well, your vagina's torn. You're being handed a little creature that needs needs all yeah. of your attention just immediately after. But that. you knew all that. You knew all I that know, before. Was there anything you just like? Yeah. It didn't even cross your mind that might happen. Something that didn't cross my mind. Something that, that might happen. Yeah, that did happen. That something did that, happen. Yeah. that something that didn't cross your mind that did happen. Doing stand up. Uh, Doing stand up. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, did that come out of being a mother? No, it's related because well, years ago when I was looking at at stand up comedy, I was like, oh my god, I wish I would have the courage to go on stage and talk to people like that. I can never do that. That's for them, the pros. Yeah. <laughs> But then I became a mother, and uh, first of all, I stopped giving a shit. Yeah. Did that surprise you or not surprise you? Stop that I stopped giving yeah. a shit. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it surprised me. I think it was a process, and being a mother just kind of sealed the deal. Yeah. Okay. Right, you know? Okay. Like moving to Berlin, <laughs> yeah. I can dress the way I want to dress. It's I true. can be whoever I want to be. No one gives a shit. Totally. <laughs> People like accept me the way I am here. Did you breastfeed? Did you breastfeed? Yeah. yeah, okay, because I, I thought breastfeeding, out in seriously, public. I was like, oh, there, oh, there's my boob again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to put it back. Oh, no, oh. Oh. <laughs> like oh. <laughs> But I think I was like that before, too. So. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> something that didn't cross my mind and did happen, when my son, <laughs> when my son was eight months old, it was the first time I uh, left the house for a couple of hours. Okay. And I went to Bergheim. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was two breastfeeding hours. Hours. eight hours, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be exact. Yeah. Um, and I was breastfeeding around the clock because right. that little baby <laughs> would want the boob every yeah. two hours. Right. So at some point, I'm dancing, I'm having fun, and then I remember his face, his cute little face, and my boobs are just... They started wow. filling up with milk, being gorged and painful. Oh, no. And uh, milk came out of them. Oh, wow. When I was on the dance floor <laughs> in Bergheim, I was like, oh, well, that's wow, the person with the fetish is probably <laughs> here, and I do not want to meet them. I'd <laughs> yeah. so, save all the places. I so what did you do? Did you, did you go home? Did you just deal with it? I don't know. I went to soak it okay and, right um yeah i don't remember at what point was it yeah but it was probably not uh it was probably quite close to the time i went home so wow <laughs> you know when that happens you're yeah. like i need someone to suck it out of me <laughs> wow that's a that's an amazing story <laughs> i was surprised by um just that you have to teach kids everything Oh, shit. <laughs> like, literally everything. Like, they know nothing. How to, how to fall asleep, you know, how to... So, uh, again, when, so when my older kid was learning how to talk, and she was learning that some sentences are statements and some are questions. Right? Yeah. Mm. So she was starting to learn how to ask questions. And she figured out that, oh, okay, at the end of a sentence, then your voice goes up, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> she, for a while, couldn't, like... Like, she didn't... In her brain, she couldn't figure out how long the question was going to be, so she would start the question, and then her voice would start going up. Like, oh, and right, then, okay. And she'd keep on talking and talking and <laughs> making her voice go up and up and up until she got to the end. You know what I mean? Right? She would just, like, keep That's going really up and up. It was so okay. And I, was, I remember hearing her do this one. I was like, oh, my God, of course. Like, you have to learn that, you know? Like, you have to learn how to match, like... Your, you know, how high it goes, like, with how long the sentence is. But, like, that never occurred to me. Oh, wow. Like, wow. okay, like, you really gotta, I don't know. That's so like, cute. I know, it was so, it was so cute, because her head would also go up, like, this balloon. Like, oh, like wow. <laughs> and I would just be watching her, like, waiting for her to get to the end of the question, just kind of, like, how much longer she's going into the 
But yeah, it's funny. I mean, and even now, like seeing her in school and just like meeting new people, and you know, and she, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you got to learn how to how to introduce yourself to people, how to ask, like, can I play with you? And you know, they, and it's great, Kita here, Kita that she went to, like, they learned a lot of that stuff. But yeah, it's kind of um, mind blowing when you think about how people learn and like mm-hmm. where they learn it from, yeah. like, what you're supposed to teach them, that kind of thing. It's so interesting. I never, yeah, like that. I never, I never could imagine actually from the, in the beginning. The physical stuff I felt like I was kind of prepared for. I mean, you're never totally prepared for it, but it was like, okay, I'm I'm a cow now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, a cow. Yeah. Like, give give myself over to that, and I don't know. I was okay with it, but I know other people really struggle. Yeah. No, I was totally fine with it, or else I wouldn't be breastfeeding for like almost two years. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> um, I didn't sing twice, and I got like, there's nothing. Nothing empty. It's just skin. Yeah. <laughs> my kids call my butt my fat tomatoes. They're literally like, oh, mama, look, it's your fat tomatoes. And they come up and like bang me on the butt. Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. Where did they learn no, that? No idea. I don't know. We were talking about tomatoes once and yeah, they were just like, ha, ah, it's like your butt, fat tomatoes. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. My kids um, do, do, like have this thing where they call everything down here vagina. So whether it's like in the front or whether it's in the back, so like, you know, sometimes okay. they call people's butts vaginas. And when Zoe was like, she was like three or something, maybe three and a half, we were in a, a supermarket once. And she came over, she was like skulking around. And I was like, what is she doing? And she came over to me, skulked over to me. And she pointed at this woman right next to us really loud and said, she had a really big butt. And Joe Zoe was like, look how big her vagina is. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, That's what do you brilliant. do, right? I was just like, yeah, okay, like some people have big vaginas and some people have small vaginas. I was like, that's actually her butt. Let's go look for, you know, corn yeah. or something. It's just like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You can't, you have no idea what's going to come out of their mouths, really. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, embarrassing little creatures. <laughs> I think it's fun, though. It's fun. It's fun. You have to be always on edge. <laughs> yeah, but like you don't, it's like, you don't get that in many other parts of your life, I think. I, at least I don't get that in many other parts of my life where someone will just say something that's just like oh my god that's totally like this morning my younger one three, the Eve was saying talking to me and I was saying yeah okay uh huh and she's like and blah 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 this I was like mm-hmm and I was like yeah I understand and then I went to the next room and she was still talking I was like yeah uh huh okay I see and she went no mama you can't see because <laughs> <laughs> you're in the other room <laughs> and I was like good. yeah okay so sometimes when people say I see, they mean I understand, and she was just like whatever, and just like kept yeah. I was like that's so funny. Whatever, <laughs> mom, you lied to me again. <laughs> that's really good. There are all these um, um, assumptions and, and about being older and a younger and a middle child, and I think it's depend. It depends so much on the parents and their. Uh, and their environment, of like course, how yeah, that is they what, are yeah. with friends, how much they are with friends, how much they are work. It's very true, yeah. What the kids are seeing is what they're going to grow up to yeah. be. And yes, of course, it also depends on their place in the family, but it really is different between different families, different countries, different everything. Yeah. And also how so. all that stuff interacts with like their personality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That is something I noticed as well with my kids. It's just like, wow, you can really see like elements of their personality coming yeah. out from so, so early on. It's really yeah. like, kind of shocking um, and amazing when you start seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, um, I mean, I think with the second kid, they're coming into like a unit that has already formed. Mm-hmm. And so they're having to fit in with what's around them. And I think, the, I think second kids also have to like shout more or like you know to kind of be heard sometimes because there's always like so much going on is that your third child oh really okay because i'm first i'm older and i have a younger sister yeah they were only 13 months apart okay i never realized how nuts that is until i had a kid and i was like oh my god (laughs) my mom was just like okay we're getting this over with like baby baby right i have a friend who did that really yeah oh my god well would she just like I just want to get this over with, or did it just happen, or the first one was just so convenient, okay, you know, so, so easy, yeah. and uh, they just did another one. The second one is not easy at all. That's always really nice. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs>
Are you talking about the child per se or the pregnancy? I don't know. <laughs> there could be so many elements of what you mean by that. Uh, I think the first one was easy. Everything was easy. Everything was birth. Yeah. Baby. Baby, yeah. It also reminds me of this boss I had once who was so different from me. I loved working with him. Because uh, we were so different, he was so quiet. Like, so, so quiet. Like, very just kind of mild-mannered and stuff. And so we were talking once, and I was saying, oh, I have a sister. And I was like, oh, it's really funny, we're really different from each other. And he was just like, oh. And I said, yeah, she's really outgoing. Like, she's really, you know, like, high energy. And he was like, wait, more high energy? <laughs> <laughs> childhoods like do you remember do you remember Amazing. you just <laughs> <laughs> it was great next question okay right okay uh, my childhood was <laughs> like super middle class suburban I grew up in New Jersey you okay know? my dad was a doctor I mean you know my parents came from Korea but when they came separately to the United States and both, when they were both fairly young, like my mom was 17, my dad was 25, and that was really unusual for their generation. Because okay. usually you'd meet in Korea, get married, and then emigrate to the States, right. but they emigrated for other re- like separately right. for other reasons. And so <laughs> my dad was like super Americanized. Like there were all these pictures of him like with his Irish girlfriend. I don't know. I mean, I was saying before about feeling like an outsider. That was definitely a big part of, part of my childhood. And, you know, I had immigrant parents, so they were all about school all about education <laughs> so there's not a lot of like just playing and oh just yeah. explore this thing and see if it's something that you enjoy and then maybe you could do more of it as a hobby you know that does seem to be a, a trend with immigrant parents that they have a lot that for their children it's a lot higher work ethic mm. yeah i mean some of it is like in korea the this idea that the school you go to like the it's actually not even just the university, but it's the high school that you go to can like really determine the rest of your life. Like that, for them, like when they were growing up there, that really, really was the case. Yeah. It was really was the case for a long time afterwards. So it's really kind of drilled it. So, you know, you come from one place with an expectation about the education system. Right. And then you go somewhere else and you kind of think, oh, right, okay, this is just the same thing, but on a bigger scale. And so they kind of, my mom, I think, was sort of working on that, that yeah. kind of... Uh, presumption with my son just like we let him see what he wants we, we're really interested in Montessori education mm. we'll see if we can get a spot what it, what is that a type of education mm-hmm so what is what is that you said Montessori and what is that well we're still finding out oh okay <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you know about no, what do you know about it so it's, far? it's yeah the approach of uh, of letting uh, each individual ah, child okay. what you're talking about yeah um yeah, discover. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, be better at what they want to do and um, as their pace. It's known for I mean in schools it's known for having mixed age classes. Mm-hmm. So like the first uh, friend of mine goes to Montessori school mm-hmm. actually not far from here and so um well her kid and uh, the first three years but also beyond then are mixed. So the idea is that you know a kid can be a beginner and learn from older kids, but then when they learn something and they become older, then they can teach the younger yeah. kids and that they get as much out of that as the yeah. younger kids do, which I think is totally true. Right? Yeah. yeah. But then there are also all these like practical implications for how you set up a room. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a lot about like not being too cluttered, having everything. It's all about just being like led by the child. Yeah. Everything at child mm-hmm. level, keep things really simple. Also, how to talk to the child, how to explain things yeah. to them, how to, how, how to pass on the life to how the to child. Pass on life. Yeah, it's just, for example, with my kid, whenever I uh, I do things around the house, I'm, I'm I always invite him to help me. Okay, and yeah. he loves that. Yeah, and also when I want him to do something specifically, if we need to go somewhere, so I will prepare him before uh, we leave. Uh, it's it's a lot about communication, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so now I'm kind of applying things that I learned from uh, YouTube. Um, <laughs> Good old YouTube. Yeah. Um, we'll get more into that. 
Let me see. What's the what's the Kita like? Our Kita? He's, in now, yeah. He's not in a Montessori Kita. Okay. It's a, just a Kita with nice seltzer and, and, and uh, kindergarten teachers and that's the best I Is could it ask. Or small? <laughs> no, or it's like, small? I think it's like around 15 kids. Oh, right. Okay, cool. So like it's not big. Kind of, yeah. I'm, I really want to have the energy to look and to apply for a Montessori Kita, but mm. okay. I'm too tired. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> So what's it like applying for Kitas? Do you, because you said you're too tired to apply for that, are they harder to apply for? How does it work? Do you get like an automatic one or? It's like a whole job. It's a whole job. Yeah. There's no, like the system is completely not centralized. I mean, you can go to the Yuganant, right? And they'll give you a list of like Kitas and every year the Kitas are supposed to update whether they have places available right. and stuff. But then you get this list and it's like, okay, now I'm going to call like every single Kita on this list or write to every single one or visit them or do all three. And yeah, there's like all these stories. I mean, I have to say I haven't had any nightmare experiences looking for Kitas. Me neither yeah. because I paid someone 350 euros oh, to find you? me a Kita. Oh, yes. and what was that like? And she found us a Kita. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> was it was worth it then just to not have the... It was worth it for me because I was uh, trying for a few months to get to it and I was doing it a little bit and I found someone who's working, who's actually working doing that. Yeah. And uh, she wasn't communicative at all and it was just a whole frustrating thing Oh wait, when I was like six, seven months old. So you found someone who was working to find people key to places? Yeah, and oh, it didn't work out with her. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then after a few months of total frustration and getting closer and closer to him being one year mm. old, uh, I found another person who does that and she found us a place in two weeks. Oh, wow. And that was so worth it. It's a whole business. I mean, there's, there's a Even huge two weeks. So if you did it yourself, it will take months. Yeah. It could. It, yeah. it depends on so many things. And basically, it's a lot of luck of being in the right place in the right time, right. asking the right questions. Okay. The so the idea is that these people know what those things are. So they can do it quicker. They know um, the right time, the right location. No. And the right things. No, okay. but they are work doing this for money. Yeah. And not to get rid of their children. <laughs> How does so. that work? Do you, only, do you only pay if you get a kita place or something? Or? Uh, so the first one I was in contact with, yeah, it was something like that. But the one I ended up working with, uh, she had... Um, prices for how many kitas she applies oh, for for right. us and she's in contact with right. every month phone or email and she does that for as long as it takes until she finds us a spot right okay. and she ended up finding us a spot in two weeks so it was it wasn't just, too bad yeah there's like there's just there's just a shortage of kita places and that's so weird because if, if it took longer you'd pay more but that would be worse so if they mm -hmm. yeah and it's also, I don't know, I find yeah. it, like, uncomfortable, you know? Cause it's Let like someone a, else do it. Well, no, it's not. That I'm not sure I have a problem with <laughs> anymore. But, the, but it is, you know, it's a public system. Or mm -hmm. semi-public. Some, some teachers are, are, you know, private and stuff. And so it should, like, the system needs to improve itself, you know? So mm -hmm. that it's easier yeah. for people to find key to places. And they don't have to turn to the private market to, like, hire someone. Because what if you really need a key to place and you can't hire someone to you know, that kind of thing, but, I don't know, it's sort of, yeah, it, there's, it's just so inefficient. Keeps the economy running, and Germans, they do like their economy, I know. so, you know. Like, so inefficient, it drives me crazy. Yeah, they're like not efficient. They, I don't know how they've got this yeah. reputation of being efficient, but they, yes, they're good for economy, they're good at making the economy run well, I would say that. Um, anyway, mm. that's a different subject. <laughs> um, yeah, the luck thing is a big factor, though. I mean, yeah. Kita, the, 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 my kid that my younger one is now at, like, was one that I noticed and I was like, oh, it looks really cool. It's got this totally punk, like, kindergarten teacher. It's just, like, very Kreuzberg. It's, they do a really great job. And the, the uh, kindergarten teachers have been working together for 20 years. So they, like, really know each other. Is that other. the Kita, your Kita? Yeah. So the one that my... The, you have a spot? Yeah. <laughs> you have a I'll spot? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Like finding a flat. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I think it's for harder. a lot of people it does harder to find a flat. Yeah. 
pools. We got really lucky with the flat. You know, oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. But, um, you know, I, so I went round when I was pregnant with Eve, my younger one, right? And I was looking for a key to spot room for Zoe. She was going to be three, I think, right? And uh, I went, knocked on the door, and, they, and you know, they opened it, and I was like, oh, you know, like, I'm looking for a key to, I was saying in German, I'm looking for a key to place. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll have one in, like, two years. And oh, wow. Well. like, oh, what, you mean for, like, this one? Like, uh -huh. like you know, and, and they were like, oh, well, there's another key to around the corner, which was also really cool, so we went there. And then it was just luck, like, one of the families left, and then someone told, and so it was just complete, complete luck. Synchronization. Yeah, totally. Everything is connected. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's really, it's so stressful for a lot of people. Yes. And I think, I think it's a shame because a lot of people then spend a, like a big <coughs> of their first year like stressing about right. like, am I going to be going to keep place? Where is it going to be? Like, are we going to know in time and stuff? Because yeah. like, so often I'm like, why am I doing my life? Just get an all, just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> why are you worrying about it? Just stop, stop it. it. Stop it. Stop it. Just get a normal job. Just it. have a simple life. Stop going out so late. Stop worrying about these jokes that you know, not you know, for these people you're never gonna see again. I, I don't know. It's just there's something addictive about it. So I have an addiction problem. I'm a, hey, I'm Sophia Hudden. I'm addicted to comedy. Please help me. Yeah, and I still am kind of, you know. So like, I'm a certified like workaholic, and um, I go to twelve step meetings, like the whole thing, you know. Wow. Yeah, for real. And that's actually the reason why I took. Uh, that's the other reason why I took Caroline's class. So yeah. The reason one was like, okay, like I want to do something about perfectionism, just fail in public and get okay with it. That still hasn't happened, obviously, but you know. But then the second one was like, you know, I do. So there are stories that only people can tell, right? So I do have a story about. Uh, workaholism and work in general and all this kind of thing and that that I really want to tell and so I started but I don't know what the right form for it is mm. so I started thinking maybe it's stand-up and so I took the class partly to find out yeah the irony is I have not yet once ever talked about it on stage it'll come out if it ever comes out yeah. at the right time I think you know but it's kind of cool to learn this new like grammar like there's such a grammar to how you write a joke and yeah you tell a joke and I have it's not a competitive thing but for me it's like I would like to get better at it. Like I feel like I could get better, and I would like to just inch by inch, like get better at it. Because it's not kind of like the perfectionism thing. Like my my mo has always been like, oh, I'm gonna try something. Oh, like if I'm not like instantly really good at it, then I will just sort of let it fall by the wayside. So like to have something that I don't. I never, I didn't come in feeling like, oh, I'm going to be really great at this. It's going to be crazy or like anything like that, you know? It's just like nice to have this thing. It's just like, okay, I would just like to get better. There's no end goal, you know? Uh, you told like, me a few times that you want to tell a story about addiction. Yeah. You never told me what's the addiction. Oh, I always thought it's heroin. I know. It sounds so much, <laughs> oh, I thought you were so saying your addiction is work. Huh? I, I thought you were saying the addiction is work. Is yeah. Work. yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you now you realize. Now you realize. Is it heroin? Yeah. I mean, alcohol? Yeah. 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 I don't think it's going to be a supply-driven change. Like, the audience isn't going to suddenly decide, like, you know what? I 
really want to hear more older women. Like that's mm -hmm. really what we want, right? And like bring on the mods, right? Exactly. I think I think it's gonna change from the other way where you see like more people on stage who are telling different stories or whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. And that and then that connects in some way, and then you kind of grow, you know, grow demand in that way. That said, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, part of what I think is interesting about the baby comedy shows is that we're kind of creating a different audience. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah. The, the people who are on stage are actually the same as the people who run at night, right? And they're not changing their material. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are trying to, whatever, make sure it's gender equal and have some parents on every time and stuff, but it's kind of interesting because it's sort of like, just because of the time of day, you have a different audience. So it's kind of interesting to see like what happens when you have a different audience. Does yeah. It, change? it hasn't changed the comedy, really. But... I don't know. I think there. I think, but I think diversifying the stage is is. There's room. I think there's room for lots of different sorts of people. Mm. You know, I find you see like, it's like the same with a lot of <coughs> like films and art. Like you just see the same stuff. Like I want you know just I want to see. I would actually would do want to see more moms <laughs> actively, and I want to see. Currently, I don't know five moms and three dads. I'd love to write more yeah just kind of mm. take that more seriously not just writing for stand-up yeah just writing you know yeah. like because i just life is funny, <laughs> life is funny. Just, like, there's is so it? many ways to express it i mean it's not but so it's a way funny. to do i don't know it is you have to make it funny you have to make it funny you have to make it funny otherwise you just lose yourself so that's, that's what we do. Us comedians, we help you not lose your soul. <laughs> yeah, I find like real life is so funny, actually. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I think I'd like to, I don't know what that writing looks like. It's not just writing jokes, maybe, yeah. I don't know, some kind of writing. So I think I'd like to do I just realised it's just gone five. Mm. Okay. So we are going to give it a wrap. So just one more time. So mm -hmm. Michelle, you uh, doing the projectile. It's uh, the first Thursday of yep. every month. Yep, at 11 o'clock at Comedy Cafe. In yeah. Our next show is the fifth of September. Cool. Uh, I'm always. I say this every month. I'm like, I'm really excited about our lineup. I am really excited about our lineup. <laughs> I'm always excited about our lineup. Um, it's definitely one of the most fun things about producing the show. Yeah. You should say who's on your lineup. Um. Was it? We haven't confirmed though. Oh, you haven't confirmed it yet. <laughs> well, it will be great. It's all the others have been great. Yeah. It's and they've all been different. So it's yeah. Fun. Cool. And Nama, yours is in a kinder Stand cafe. Stand up, you baby. Stand up, you baby. <laughs> yeah. In a kinder cafe. Milchbad. In Milchbad, in Prenzlauerberg. And it's on the last Tuesday, uh, every last Tuesday of the month. Yes. Last Tuesday of every month. Yeah. Yeah. In Prenzlauerberg. Yeah. Cool. So I, I will put all that information up as cool. well. So yeah, thank so you. it was really nice having you. And thank you, thank yeah. you for having us. It was a lot of fun. So I'm so going to open the window. I didn't want to before because it was be too noisy. Alright. Cool. <sighs> so I have a technical question. Bye! See you next Tuesday! Bitch in Berlin. You can contact me at noseofwax, noseofwax at gmail.com.